All right, let's keep covering ground. Today's daf is daf Chav Dalit in Meseches Tainis. All right, and we are up to the words Berei Maihi, which is the very first wide line on Chav Dalit Amud Aleph. We're in the middle of a of an uh, we're not really in the middle of an incident, but we're in the middle of a topic. And let's catch up as to what the topic is. And I'm going to need some help, at least initially. If anybody's got some ha'aras to understand the initial stories. But here's what's going on. The top of today's Amud taught us that Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven was in the yeshiva of Rabbi Yaisi from Yukras. Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras was a Rosh Yeshiva, and Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven learned in his yeshiva. Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven left the yeshiva and he came to Rav Ashi. We mentioned the story, Rav Ashi quoted, Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras said a halacha, Rav Ashi says, why don't you quote Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras? Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras says, I am Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras. And Rav Ashi says to him, Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras, what are you doing in, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yaisi bar Oven, he says, he says, isn't that Rabbi Yaisi bar Oven? He says, yeah, I am Rabbi Yaisi bar Oven. So Rav Ashi the new Rosh Yeshiva says to Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven, don't you learn in Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yokras's Yeshiva? And Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven says, yes, but I needed to leave. I left Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yokras's Yeshiva. Why? Because he did not have Rachmanus on his son and his daughter. And therefore, he says... Um, and therefore he says to Rav Ashi I came to learn in your yeshiva I need you to be my new Rebbe and this is where we pick up the first wide line on Chaf Dalid Amud Aleph this is where we pick up we're up to Brei Mahi Brei Mahi what is the story that Rav Yaisi Bar Oven witnessed that Rav Yaisi Bar Rukras didn't take Rachmanus on his son what's the story Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yukras had hired workers who were working out in the field. And they, he didn't bring them lunch. Hired workers are supposed to, the, the employer apparently is supposed to bring them lunch. And he didn't bring them lunch as he usually did. Okay. So the workers said to Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yukras, his son, Kafinon, please feed us, we are hungry. And they were sitting by a fig tree. Omar and the son said, Te'ena, te'ena, haitzi peresayich, fig tree, fig tree, please bring forth your fruits, even though right now you are not yet ripe. Um, so that my father's workers could eat. And the tree listened to Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yukras's son, and they had lunch. Now is coming. Omar Louis says to his workers, Don't be upset at me. In other words, I apologize to you. Please, I'm sorry. I was involved in a mitzvah, and that's what took me so long to come bring you your hot food. The worker said, eh, Our dear boss, have no fear. Your son took good care of us. Rachmana l'shavach yehechi l'shavah levrach. Yeah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, helped you already 
bring us satisfaction, already satisfied us through your son. Meaning it must be your schos that your son can make a miracle happen. We were hungry and they and Amru Haki Bachi Abamaisa, they explained to him what happened. The fig tree had a miracle. Omar Lai, listen to our says to his son, Bini you bother the Rabbanishalam to make a miracle happen through you. Let it be gathered in when it is not yet your time. Meaning, you should die young. You hear this? Now, if you think that's a story, listen to this. What's the story where Abiyas did not have mercy on his daughter? His daughter was especially beautiful. One day, there was a guy that had a karya behutza. He was a peeping tam. He was peeking through the fence. The kachazi lay looking at her. Amalai mai hai, what are you doing? Amalai rabbi, the guy says, listen, rabbi, rabbi Yosi ben kisma, I'm sorry. Um, he said, rabbi Yosi demen yukras. says, my dear rabbi Yosi from yukras, im lelaycha leizachisi, I know I'm not worthy of marrying her. I'm just a peasant. Um, in the Lycha Lezachisi, Lereisa Layazka, at least let me look at her. Omar Lar of Yaisi from Yukra says to his daughter, Viti, my daughter, Kometsaris to Hulu Briyasa, you're causing Tsaris to the world. You're causing problems with your looks. Shuvi la Afrayech, you should go back to the dust. Val Yikoshlu Bich Bene Adam, and let nobody sin through you. All right? You hear this? I see a bunch of people shaking their heads. All right. <laughs> a bunch of people shaking their heads. No, what do you have to say? There's a lot to say over here. There's, there's a lot to say and a lot not to say. Okay? First of all, I'm not going to give a full-fledged response. But what we need to know is, if the Gemara is telling us this story, we have to know this story. It's an important story to know. The Gemara is not just telling a story. So if the Gemara is telling us a story, this is an important story to know. This Gemara Mamish bothered me. It still bothers me. And I started calling some of my Mishpuchas. And I got various, uh, various responses. One thing which I found fascinating that I didn't catch on to is I have a nephew, Zevi, who lives in Arizona. I called my brother, Aaron. He told me he spoke to his son, Zevi. who uh, He was on the phone. He said, Zev, what do you say about this? And he, my nephew pointed out it doesn't say actually that the son and daughter died. You hear this? It's interesting. Usually it'll say, oh, he looked at him and he turned to a pile of stones. The Gemara actually says that he, he cursed his son and he cursed his daughter. It doesn't say they actually died. Okay. That's just a uh-uh. Now, does, does it make it less of a problem? Yeah, it makes it less of a problem. But it also helps. This is how I want to understand the Gemara right now. And I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm prefacing this by saying me, because I did not hear this from my rabbeim. So it's it's very possible this is just my American mind, who wants to interpret it like this. But it's not necessarily true. And here's perhaps a lesson and a message to take. The most important message is that of the Gemara, which is letting us know that Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven left because of this. This is why he left the yeshiva. He said, if my Rebbe doesn't have Rachmanus on his son and his daughter, 
He says to Rav Ashi, I needed to come learn by you. It's nisht for me. It's not for me. Okay? Why? See, here's a thought. And by the way, I want to point out, we're about to say a couple of stories about Rabbi Yossi ben Yukras, who did this to his son and daughter, which are miraculous. He was a tremendous tzaddik. Tremendous tzaddik. But perhaps a thought, and I hope I'm not not encouraged by saying this. Here's the thought. There's other Gemaras where we find, for example, Rav Shimon Bar Yechai. He comes out of the cave and he gazes at a person, the person just like, boom, right? Like, just like, is killed. Like, poof, you know? There are some people that exist in a realm where everything is black and white. It's either good or it's not good. It's either MS or it's Sheker. There are people who exist within that realm. Even nowadays, there are people, not to this extent, but people live in, that exist in that realm. There's other people who live in the world of nuance. What we call it gray. There's a mixture. There's black. There's white sometimes. There's things. Yeah, there's balance. You have to balance things out. The, the only clarity that I want to walk away with from this is an interesting message. Again, let's assume, whether they died, whether they didn't die, we do see that Rabbi Yossi Bar Oven says, I cannot learn in this yeshiva anymore. Because to him, he needed a Rebbe that doesn't only see black and white. Some people exist in the world where there's boom, boom, boom. If it's not good, if, if, it's, if, it's, not, if it's not good, it's not good. That's it. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't exist. All right? Other, Rabbi Sibarabin says, I can't grow in a place like that. My Rebbe can't have Rachmanus on me because I, I live in a different dimension than that. I live in a different realm. I live in a world where, you know, <laughs> what most of us Americans, you know, are, are raised in or live within, and that is, yeah, not everything is only good and only bad. There's some yes, some no. So other people don't can't exist like that. There are people even in America, right? Even in the from community, they're just like everything is very polarized to them, and they see things very clear in a way where, to us, it's like yeah, take a chill, like it's it's not a way. So here's what I want to walk away with. Again, I think I'm spending too much time on this uh, uh, on trying to articulate. It's not so clear the children even died, but it is clear that he at least cursed them, and we would be surprised by this. I, why are you doing that? Perhaps. That was the realm he existed in. He existed in what realm of MS and Sheker. And he's still a tremendous Sadiq. Still a tremendous Sadiq. Anything else besides for that, we'll have to wait for Leo and Navi to come to explain to us this story. Now let's learn some amazing things about Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras. Havalehu Kharmad was a donkey of Rabbi Yaisi ben Yukras. People who rented out by the day, Lord, and they would send it at the end of the day with the payment. To come back to Yosef in Yukras's home, if they paid too much or they didn't pay enough, the animal would stay right by them. Yeah, he was like a exact change machine. One time there were there was uh, sandals that were left on the donkey and then it left. Ishbirta, now we're going to enter a number of different stories where a person needs to be very careful not to rely on miracles because even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu does bring a miracle to a person which is a miracle of something that's out of nature okay, we know nature itself is a miracle but here we're dealing with with uh, things that are out of nature 
it does use up schusim, it does use up merit. So a lazar from Birta. Kad have chazi lay gabay tzedakah. Listen to this. Anybody who was a fundraiser for worthy causes would hide when a lazar from Birta was around. Why? Have a toshumina, they would run away from him and, and hide. The chomayda have a gabay yovlu. If he knew what they were collecting for, he would literally give the shirt off his back. And it was like, it, it was extreme. And they were too scared for him to see them because they knew he was giving them more than he can really afford. Yumachad, one day, he was going to the marketplace to buy a nedunya for his daughter to help his daughter get married. The Kabi saw him coming. So they went and hit but he, he saw them. He, he, they, they caught his eye. So he says, I'm forcing you. I swear to you, tell me, what are you collecting for? We want to marry off an orphan, uh, an orphan male to an orphan female. That's certainly more important than my own daughter. Shakal called the Havas Badeh, he gave everything he had. He gave it to them. Poshle Chazuzi had one little coin left. Zavan Bechiti. He bought some wheat. And he brought that wheat and put it in his granary. I saw the Bisu. His wife came. Amalei the Barte said to his uh, said to the daughter, My Aisavucha, what dad bring home for the marketplace for you? Amr Allah. She said, Whatever, whatever, I don't know, whatever he bought, he threw into the granary. And they saw the granary was full of meat, wheat, and there was so much that it was, uh, it, the, the room couldn't hold all of it. It was coming out the front door. And there was so much wheat that they couldn't even open the door because the wheat was pressed against the door. I know HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves you so much. Come and let me show you what the Abishur just did for you. Omar La. And he says to his daughter, Elazar Ishborta. Ishbirta says to his daughter, belongs to Hektish. Our family, our family doesn't live off a miracle. We don't live off miracles. We keep our schusim. We live in a different realm. Rav Yehudin, which by the way, can very possibly connect to the previous story of, of um, you know, what Rav Yaisi of Yukras demanded of himself and his family as well. As, as, as much as we don't understand it, he obviously was existing within a different realm. Rav Yudin Nesia, Gazar Tanisa, there was a fast which was declared. Boy Mitra. He asked for Rahmanas, but there was no rain. Omar he said, Kama Iko Mishmul Aramasi Luhudaben Gamliel. Look at the difference in Shul Aramasi and Ruhudaben Gamliel. Oil the Darsha Kin Nitka, war the generation that is Nitka that's been like uh you know stabbed. Oilamishiesh sha also be a mayakh, cholash daite va also mitra. And um, he says, Woe to a person that such a thing can happen. And he, Cholash Daite, I want you to notice these words, because we're going to find elsewhere, we're going to find an expression of Cholash Libe, a person's heart becoming sick. Over here, Cholash Daite, he was emotionally uh, down. Of uh, Osamitra, 
and the rains started to come. Okay, now, what we want to start seeing from that story, and it's going to come up a, a, a few more times, is that um, in the earlier generations, the leaders were big enough that in their schos, the rains should come. Okay? However, in the later generations, it wasn't enough. And it had to be from amongst the island. Okay? The schos of the rain had to come from the tzibur, as opposed to the schos of the leaders. The Benesia Gazar Tanisa. The house of the Nesiyah declared a fast by Eidu Rabbi Echanan Bereshlakish. The two beloved brother-in-laws and Chavrusas, Rabbi Echanan and Bereshlakish, were not aware of the fast to accept it the day prior. Okay? We, we, we learned at Mincha the day before, it's supposed to be Mechabal Tainus. They didn't know that it was supposed to be a fast. The Tzafra did in the morning, they heard that it was a fast. Amalei Bereshlakish, Rabbi Echanan Bereshlakish, says, Rabbi Echanan, Halai Kibona, Alon Meorta. I know it's a fast, but we weren't Mechabal the fast yesterday. We didn't know about it until this morning. Amar Lein, Rabbi Echanan says, Anon since the house of the Nasi established a fast, we automatically follow the house of the Nasi. We don't need to personally be Makabal accept the fast. If our leader accepted it, then it's accepted for the entire congregation. The house of the Nasi declared a fast for Kal Yisro. And the rains didn't come. Who was the youngest of the Chaverim of the guys in the Bismarck? He said, if it should happen that it's it's hidden from the eyes of the Ada, something that is done bishaygi. What does that mean? So he explained the pasuk as follows: It is a parable to a kala shehi savia, who is in her um, her father's home. Okay, she hasn't moved out yet. as long as she has beautiful eyes. You don't need to check out the rest of the body. Meaning, you can see in a person's eyes how they're doing. You can look at somebody in their eyes and say, okay, I see you're doing well, or I see you're not doing well. And now, true dice, but if her eyes are are uh, not healthy, call gufa tricha bedika. Okay? So too, he says like this. The eyes of the Ada, the eyes of the congregation are the Nisim, the leaders, the princes. So when the princes are beautiful, the leaders are good, you know the community's good. You know the community's good. But when there's an issue with the eyes, the Eda, the eyes of the congregation, the Nesim are not so uh, not such uh, good people, then you got to uh, uh, you got to uh, check out the rest of the Eda, and that's how it works with the Tfilois for rain as well. Also Avdin. So, listen to this. The servants of the Nussi's house were now insulted. They're insulted because the youngest of the yeshiva guys just said, Hey, Chevra, you know why there's no rain initially? Because the house of the Nussi, they're not good. Okay, they started choking him. They're causing him tsar. Omar Luhu Bene Mose. So the people of his city came and they said, Shafke, leave him alone. The Honami Mitzar Let me tell you, he's just one of those guys 
who when he's around, you better watch yourself because he always has a little bit of musr for everyone. Okay, he's a nudnik with musr. But we know about him that as much and annoying, as much as, as it's annoying to have somebody like this around, Lemaisa, Aishi is Lashem Shemayim, Amri Le Mide Nami Shafku. We stopped butchering him, and therefore you should also leave him alone. I, you're bothered by his words, just know he's a good guy. It's a good guy, get a little annoying with his Musr, it's a good guy, leave him alone. Okay? Rabbi Gazar Tanisa, Rabbi was Gazar a fast, like Osi Mitra. And the rains did not yet come. Nachas came Ofa. So Ofa went down to lead the davening. Barmalei Rabbi Ofi. Some say it was Rabbi Ofi. Amar Mashavaruach v'Noshav Ziko. He said Mashavaruach, and the wind started to blow. He said Meredegeshem. The rain should come down. V'Asa Mitra. And the rain started to come down. Amarlei my Ovdoch. They said to Ofa, "What do you do?" Amarlei Dayeri Bekosta Dechiko. I live in a poor place. The last Becham Lekidusha Vavdalta. There's no play. There's no money. In the community coffers for Kiddush and Havdalah. So you know what I did? I started a gemach. I make sure. I make sure that there's wine and Kiddush for Havdalah. Uh, wine for Kiddush and Havdalah. In order that everybody can fulfill their mitzvahs. Now if you recall. Remember we had Ilfa. We had Ilfa and Rabbi Echanan. They were both ran out of money. Rabbi Yechanan heard the Malach and he went back to the yeshiva. Ofa went out to work. According to some opinions, this is the same Ofa. And apparently he didn't necessarily strike it rich. He lived in a poor place. Um, but at least he was always makbid to make sure that if there was ever a need it, within the kehillah, within the congregation, he would be the one to step up to the plate. And, and that's his chus. It is. When he starts the davening, the Ebishter listens. When a person takes care of the community, a person takes care of Klal Yisrael, the daven, tefillah's nishmas. Rav Rav came, he went up to a, uh, to a city. Gozar Tanis Asa Mitra. And he was, Gozar a fast, he decreed a fast, but it didn't start raining. So Shiach Tzibur went down and started to daven. And what do you say? Omar Mashivaruach, Vinoshav Zika. Wind started blowing. Rav says to him, oh, you must be an incredibly special person. As soon as you start davening, the wind blows, the rain comes. What's your story? What's your deal? What do you do? I teach young children in yeshiva. And I make sure that no matter whether you can pay tuition or you can't afford tuition, you're in my class. You're in my school. I take in everybody. And anybody that can't pay, I don't allow them to pay. And I own uh, my own lakes. And any time... There's a kid who's a troublemaker. You know what I do? I offer him incentives. I bribe him to learn by offering him to go fishing in my lake. Say, come on, Yingle. You don't want to learn Tyra today. You're making trouble. Let me tell you something. 
they're having a rough day. Here's a fishing rod. I don't know if he said here's a fishing rod. But he gave him fish. The kids like fish. I take care of the kid until he's ready to come and learn Torah. Going back to the beginning of today's daf, the story of Rav Yaisi Barovin, when he left his previous Rebbe, why? He said, I don't believe, he says, I, I don't think my Rebbe is going to have Rachmanus on me. I need to learn from a Rebbe that has Rachmanus on a Talmud. You need to have a relationship. It's a Shidduch. You need to have a Shidduch between Rebbe and Talmud. It has to feel right. It has to be comfortable. And there has to be a meeting of the minds. And if there's no meeting of the minds, you know what this Yid said? He says, I take Achrayas on it. A kid's not listening. It's my responsibility. There was a Rebbe that came to Rebbe Vigdor Miller. And he says, he says, what should I do? I teach seventh grade, and the kids walk into class, and half the class, they put their head down. Chutzpah. They walk in, they put their head down. But Victor Miller says, you ever see a seventh grader with his head down in an ice cream shop? No. Because they want ice cream. Make your classroom a place where these kids want to be, and they'll keep their heads up. It's your achrayas. It's not, it's not, it's not their achrayas. Rav Nachman goes out to Nisra, Rav Nachman declared a fast, boy, Rachme, boy, Asimitra. He davened, but it didn't come. Omar Shaklua le Nachman. He said, take Nachman, Chavuta, or maybe, na nach, Nachman. No. He said, take Nachman, Chavuta, min Guda, la Ara, and you should throw me on the ground. Cholash, daite, Vosimitra. His das became sad, and Vosimitra. And it started to rain. Okay. Rabba goes out to Nisra. So it needed the emotion. Involved as well in order to bring out the schos. Rabbi goes and he's a rabbi declared a fast boy. He davened personally and it didn't start to rain. They said to Rabbi, Rabbi, we don't know what's going on. I mean, when Rabbi Yehuda, when Rabbi Yehuda comes and he declares a fast, it starts to rain. What's going on? What's going on with your tefillahs? What do you want me to do? He says, if it's because he's answered because he's greater in learning, that's not true. Anana menayu. We, in our yeshiva, have more Torah. Because in the years of Rabbi Yehuda, all of the learning, top of Amad Beis, the Nezikin have, they learned Seder Nezikin, but he only knows one, they only were experts in one-sixth of Shas, and we're experts in, in all six uh, in all six sedarim. The Chiyav Amati Rav Yehuda Boksin, and Rav Yehuda will come to the laws of Boksin. Aisha Shechavas Yerek Bekadera about a woman keeping a Yerek uh, fresh inside of a pot. Va'ami Lazaisim Shekvasham B'Tarfeim Taher, and some say it was the Mishnah concerning an olive that is pickled together with its leaves. Such a thing is going to be tar. Omar Rabbi Yudu would say, "Have us Rabbi Shmuel, because you know Rabbi Shmuel would have been here by non kamatis and books and place on misukda, and and um, uh, and uh, he didn't know the answer. But us says says uh, Rabbi, we teach Uktsin in thirteen different approaches in thirteen different yeshivas. Dilu Rabbi Yudu ki avashalav chad mesana, and when Rabbi Yudu would take off only one shoe, wasi mitzvah, it would start to rain." We could cry the whole day, but his broker is not answering us. She says, listen, he says, guys, you know, Rabbi Huda Davin, then he was answered. We're davening, we're not being answered. And it's it's certainly not about the Limarat Because we've got more Tar. 
Imishum of the, and if you're going to say the problem is, are maizim taivim, our actions, he ikad the chazi midi lema. If you ever saw something wrong in me, tell me. What is a generation supposed to do if you don't have the tzibur with you? A person is a, a leader, is only as good as his tzibur, is only as good as his congregation. He says, my tzibur aren't being answered. It's not about the Torah. Tzibur aren't being answered. It's not about the maizim. It must be that we're just not zeicha as a kehillah. Rav Yehuda Chazah Hanabe Trait. Rav Yehuda saw two people daven called Partsi Berifta. They were throwing bread. Omar. And Rav Yehuda says, Shmami na ikasava ba'alma. Kids throwing around food? There's too much food in the world. They don't respect HaKadosh Baruch Hu's gifts. Yav Eine Habakafna. And he looked around that community and that brought famine on the community. Amru lay Rabbana Rav Kahana braid Rav Nechun Yashami. Rabbana said to Rav Kahana, who was the son of Rav Nechunya, who was Rav Yehuda's Shamish, Mar Dishchiach Kamei Nyaseid Lebek Fischa De Samoch Lashuka. Listen, we need you, they need protectia. They said to his attendant son, Right, the Shamish's son. Go tell your father to walk Rav Yehuda near the marketplace so he could see there's taka, not a lot of food. And hold Davin that the food should come back. I say, Vinafik Lashuka. So they set up Rav Yehuda's schedule. They should walk by the marketplace. Chazor Knofia, you saw people there. Amar Lahu, my hi, what's going on? Amrulay, Akuspa de Tamri Kaime, the Ka Miz Davin. Listen, this is a, uh, what's it called? When, when there's a, a line waiting for food. The, the food's being, being uh, 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 rac- uh, rationed out, rationed out, right? So we're waiting in line to get some dates. Omar, Shmamino, Kafna Baumi, he says, Oi, it's terrible. There's a famine in this place. Omar, the Shame, Shleifli Masani, take off my shoes. I got to start davening. Shalaf Lechad Masana, one shoe came off for us and and it immediately started to rain. When he took off the other shoe, also Leo, Leo Navi came to Yehuda and Amar Lei. Amar Lei says to him, "Omar Akadosh Baruch Hu, im shalaf tachrina machrevina la alma. If you take off the other shoe, I'm going to destroy the world. Okay, meaning the world can't be too perfect. And if you take off your other shoe, because the make it holy ground, kaviyachol, so it's too much. Leave one shoe on, one shoe off. We bring and the bracha came back." So you see, the Rav Yehuda's tefillahs were answered immediately. Amar of Mari, brother of Shmuel, Rav Mari, who was the grandson of Shmuel, says, "Ana habekim naguda denahar papa chazoy lemalachi deimdaychu lemalachi." I was standing by the Papa River when the rain came, and I saw malachim. I saw angels that looked like malachi, that looked like sailors. The kamaisu chala. They were they were bringing chayl. They were bringing sand, umelunha learbi, and they were they were putting it on the the uh, boats. kimcha and the sand turned into flour, and people came to buy it. Omar lehu 
and he said to them, don't buy this, because this comes from a miracle, and as we saw earlier, a person should not gain too much from a miracle, hence it starts to use up his chusim. Omar, you see from here, um, uh, I lost the place, I'm sorry. And the next day, and the the next day, there were more boats that came with wheat, and they had as much as they needed. Okay. Rava Ikla Lahagronya. Rava came to Hagronya Gosar Tanisa, and he declared a Tainis Vasamitra Dinare Namar Lahu. Bitu Kuliyama Bitainisihu. We should keep fasting. Keep fasting. Don't break your fast that night. They fasted the whole day. It was nighttime. It still hadn't rained. And he said, don't break your fast. Okay. Lamachar, the next morning, Omar Lahu. Anybody who had an interesting dream last night? We went to sleep fasting. Anybody have an interesting dream? Omar Lahu, Rabbi Lazar Magruni. Rabbi Lazar Magruni says, he said, I, I had a dream, and um, in my dream I was saying good things for my Rebbe, good things um, better than good, and the, the one who brings good gives good to his nation. Omar Rabbi says, He says, oh, oh, you had that dream? That is symbolic that our fast is, is uh, you know, getting us off on the right track. Let's get cracking with the davening. And they started davening and their tefillahs were answered. There was somebody who was obligated in Malchus, in the, in the Bezdin of Rabbi. Mishom de Baal why? Because he married a non-Jewish woman. Nagde Rava Umis. So he got Malchus and he ended up dying from the Malchus. Ishtama Milsa Beishivor Malka. And this was found out in the house of the we'll call him the governor. All right? The governor of the area uh, found out about this. And he wanted to cause Saras to rub. Okay, now apparently the Bezdin was allowed to be in session, but I guess to take out um, punishment on somebody to such an extent when they died, Rava was to be held accountable. Amrale Apirsa Hormiz Amrale. She said to Bailaturi Rava. Okay, Amrale. So Ifra Hormiz. Ifra Hormiz said to him, Okay, so the mother, the governor's mother, said to her son, Don't you dare get involved with this Jew. Don't mess. Do not mess. Trust me. Barking up the wrong tree. Because whatever they ask from their master, he gives them. Omar la mahi. So the governor says to his mother, "Really? Like what?" Bayon rachme says when they ask for mercy, mitra. It starts to rain. Omar la. So he he said to his mother, 
Oh, come on, the Jews and their prayers. Give me a break. You know why it rains? Because it's the rainy season. It's got nothing to do with their God. Nothing to do with their master. Come on, it's nature. Omar law. Ella, um, yeah, it's, it's it's regular season. Ella, the the boy now, in the month of Thomas, right? Thomas is dead summer. Mitra, and let's see if the rains come. So the mother sent for Rava, and she said, have proper kavana with your mind, uboy rachame and davin the lace mitra that rain should come. Boy rachame loyasi mitra, he davened and it didn't rain. Uh oh, trouble. Okay, Amar lefana. So Rabbi says, Ribane shalaylam elai kim baaznenu shamanu abeisenu sipra lanu payel paal to be meami mekeda. You with your ears, Kaviachol, heard Abram, Yitzchak, and Yankiv, Maishar, and David Shloimeh, yeah? You heard all the greatest daveners. And you answered them. So too answer my tzvilis. We haven't seen such thing. There was so much rain that there were irrigation ditches that were going from house to house between the, the uh, homes of Tipiri down to the, uh, to the, um, to Diglas, to the, which is the, uh, Tig- uh, the, the Tigris River, I believe it's called. And his father came to him in a dream, and he says, I get what you did, my dear son, but you caused HaKadosh Baruch to have to bring such a large miracle, Omar Lay Shani Duchtoch. And he says, You should change where you sleep. Shani Duchte, Lemachar Ashke Demersham Porsche Bisakine. And he saw where his original, where he originally slept, was all cut up by the Shadim. Meaning, if he would not have gotten this warning from the Father, granted a miracle happened for him, but that miracle came at the expense of something else. Another message which is to know that everything in the world has a trade-off. Everything has a trade-off. So yes, there's times where it's appropriate, it's necessary to daven for something. And we have a Torah, and we're expected to daven for it. But everything has a trade-off. Klal Yisrael needed water in the desert. We daven for water. Water was bitter. What happened? Meishu hits the rock. There's a miracle. What's the trade-off? We lost Meishu Rabbeinu. Right? Everything... Even good, even if Tzilas are answer, has a, and that's the that's the the message that the Gemara continues to pound in. Rav Papa Gazar Tanisa, Rav Papa declared a tainus like It still didn't rain. Cholash Libe. Here we go. Doesn't say he felt emotionally sick. He felt physically sick. His heart was sick. Shalaf Shraf Asraf Pimcha de Daisa Uboi Rachame Vlei Osamitra. So he started to eat rice or dice's cereal and he davened and it still didn't rain. So listen to the storyline. It was a fast day and the tefillahs were not being answered. So what did he do? He ate. And it still didn't rain. Amalei Rav Nachman bar 
Oshpazki, Oshpazdi, Rav Nachman, the son of Oshpazdi, says um, sarcastically, Isarifmar Pimcha Chriti, maybe if you eat some more cereal on the fast day, the Daisa, Asi Mitra. If you eat more Daisa, you eat more uh, cereal, more porridge, yeah, maybe then it'll start raining. He became saddened, and that's what brought the rain. You hear this? It's fascinating. Everything else didn't work. But it took an element of humiliation to bring his humility, interestingly, it's the same word, to bring his humility, and once he got to that place in his emotions, it started to rain. So sometimes the tefillah is not just going to be answered by the words that are said. Tefillah is also answered by who we are at the time that we say it. And this is what was needed for the tefillah to be answered. He davened, nothing came. He had a sarcastic line said to him. He felt saddened. He was humbled by this statement. And now the rain came. Rav Chanina ben Daisa because of Borcha. Rav Chanina was traveling. Also, Mitra started to rain. Everybody's chilling at home. Everybody's having an easy time, but I'm traveling. Chanina ben Tsar. Right? Chanina, we learned previously, had a particular power of tefillah. Posak Mitra stopped raining. Chanina came back home. Everybody else wants rain. Chanina ben Achas. I'm the only one who's relaxed now. Because I'm home, I don't need the rain, but I know all the farmers need the rain. Asimitra, it started to rain. Amr Abrej says, listen, this is Rechina ben Daisa. You know? You want to even compare the, the Tfilas to the Kain Gadol? Rechina ben Daisa? You can't. Rechina ben Daisa's Tfilas, his Kayacha Tfila was beyond, as they say. The Tanan we learned in the Mishnah, Hayyim is spelled Tfila Katsarbe Besachitza. The Kain Gadol would dive in a short Tfila in the outer room. My matzle, what was his tefillah? Rav Bar Ada, Rav Bar Ada, Dami Tavayo Mishmeid, Rav Yehuda, Yehiratzay Mofanecho Hashem Aleikenu Shetei Hashana Hazugishuma Ushchuna. This year should be hot and rainy. Says the Gemara. Shchuna Ba'al Yosehi. Why do you want a hot year? Adarabba Griusu. Adarabba. Just the opposite. Griusu. It's a negative thing. Causes a rayasa. It's a problem. What are you doubting for a hot year? Ella, rather, you know what the Kangalo says? It doesn't have to have a hot year. He says like this. Ebishter, I don't know what the climate needs to be like this year. But, if it's talking such a hot year, please, make sure, on behalf of Klai Yisrael, that there's enough water so that the produce can grow and it won't be dried out. And then the Kangalo davened in the outer room. He continued, Please don't let the travelers tfilos come in front of you. Because they don't want muddy roads. But really, we need it right. Listen to this. We, the Kaingado would daven that uh, there, there shouldn't be anybody outside of Yehuda that rules Klal Yisrael and that the, the, the Jewish community should be able to enjoy their own um, should be able to join their own financial system 
okay, be able to make money off of each other, yeah, Eretz Yisrael, and they shouldn't come to be reliant on each other for tzedakah or onto a different nation. Economics, we should be able to have a sound economic community within the Jewish world. Omar, so he needed to daven for that, right? Rahim and Daisa, whatever he, whatever he said, it was asked. Every day a bus comes out and says, The entire world is sustained the merit of Hanina, my son. Listen to this. Hanina, Rav Hanina, he only, all he ate was one fig from Shabbos, to, from Friday to Friday. And everybody else who's fressing their faces with Cholim, they're eating it in the schus of Hanina. So Akadosh Baruch Hu brings so much ravchus to everybody in the schus of the one who doesn't even need it, right? Hanina's wife would make, would, would warm up the oven every Arab Shabbos. And she didn't really have challah to bake. They couldn't afford it. But she would heat up the oven. Veshadje aktarta. And she would put in some sort of kataris, something that made smoke. Bishum kisufa, because she was embarrassed. Everybody else is cooking for Shabbos, and they're eating a fig. And she had a pathetic neighbor, Amra, who said, I don't get what's going on there. These people don't have any food. What's this woman warming up her oven for, having smoke coming out of her chimney? My kula hai, what's happening? So she knocked on the door, and the wife was embarrassed. Rukhina ben Daisa's wife was embarrassed. And she went to the inner room. She went to hide. She didn't answer the door. We're not home. <laughs> knock, knock. I'm not home. Okay. And a miracle happened. That the neighbor peeked in and saw there was bread filling up the oven. And the, the mixing bowl was full of dough. Amr Allah, Plinasa, Planisa, Rebetzin, Rebetzin, Icy Masa, Dika, Kharich, Lachmech. Listen, you better get back here. I don't know where you are, but the challahs in your oven are burning. Okay. Amr Allah, she said, Afanallah, Hachi Yeah, that's why I went to the other room. I got to go get my uh, peel. You know, I got to go get my pizza peel to, to move the challahs out. Tana. She was used to this. That's how her and her uh, that's how her and her husband lived. She knew, listen, we live simply, but if there's ever a situation where it's gonna come to embarrass myself or my family, I knew Akadish Baruch was gonna be there um, on our behalf. All right, we'll hold it here for this evening. We will pick up from here same time tomorrow night, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Uh, Gitanacht, everybody.